Hey, hey world. world, what's, what's good? good? This is Jared and Kelsey, and we're here to bring you your twice monthly positive news update. We know that sometimes it can be hard to focus on the positive, so we are here to remind you about what's good. So sit back and relax, or get outside and walk around the block, because you're in good hands. Happy, Happy listening! listening. Hey. Two, three. Hey world, what's good? What is good? <laughs> I feel like every time starting a podcast gets worse. It like it's more painful every time. It's good to have you back. Sorry we've been out for so long. If you need a reminder, I'm Jared. I'm Kelsey. And we have a special guest with us today, introducing the fabulous Avery. She's Hello. Avery, how's it going? It's going it's going good. It's not like we've been talking for the last 45 minutes. I know. But still, we could pretend like it's a new day. Yeah. I mean, so we haven't seen each other in months personally, so Yeah, it's very there's true. a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this week on What's Good, um, we invited Avery to be our guest. And um, so Avery, let's learn a little bit about you. So where are you from? What's going on in your life? You're at school. What are you studying? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So yeah, full name Avery Dahl Hilton. And I am from Salt Lake City. I met Kelsey many, 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 many years ago when we were very young and playing innocent orchestra music. (laughs) We children in an orchestra. It was so fun. Yeah. Before you forsook the violin for the bass. <laughs> yeah, that was a major life decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is a big, big deal. Um, what else did you ask me? Um, what are you studying in school? Um, yeah, I'm studying theater, art studies. So hopefully that will prepare me to be a director and playwright. Um, I'm also studying music and uh, creative writing and Spanish. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Are you, are you minoring in all of those things or just? Yes, I have two minors and then a Spanish certificate. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, I am also pursuing a Spanish minor, fun fact. I just decided that like last week that I'm going to do it. I mean, you might as well. It's yeah. Not, you might as well get as much knowledge in your brain as you can cram, right? <laughs> Good philosophy. So during Corona in the past weeks, what's been something that you've been doing to stay the boredom? Stay the boredom? I am in school right now, so there is no boredom to be had. I'm not a huge fan of online classes because (laughs) I feel like it gives some teachers permission to just kind of do things they normally wouldn't like give a lot more homework or give like, like I have one teacher that shamelessly does two hour lectures and I'm like, I don't have time for this. It's all great and interesting. And I know summer is hard to cram in a lot of stuff, but it's, it leaves little time for, for boredom, which is nice, right? Yes. Good. That is the opposite of my problem right now. (laughs) (laughs) I had too much time on my hands. (laughs) That's fun though. Um, What would you say is, okay, this is just a general question that I, thought of for you so studying theater what is like a life lesson that you've taken away from a play or a musical 
or something that's really impacted you from, I don't know, productions you've seen or been in? Um, yeah, wow, so many, mm-hmm. so many. I can't even begin to start, begin to begin. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, that is such a hard question. There's so many things, but like, um, one thing that I think I've learned is to never complain, blame, or make excuses. And that's something that's on my wall frequently. Hmm. Um, because like, oh, and I could go into so many nitty gritty details about being a performer and being a director, which I've also done and being in both those places where I am being the one that's saying, well, it's this person's fault or saying, you know, like, I don't like this. I want to do something else or like making all these excuses. Like it's not useful for anybody. And when you're in theater, you're part of a group. You're not an individual, no matter how many people say like, oh, the star of the show was so-and-so or the director of the show. Like, it's not really about that. It's about everybody being able to work in unity. And if you have one person like setting that off, it's very difficult. So Mm -hmm. being in both those scenarios, being in the show, being behind the scenes, like it's the same for everybody. And if you think it's, you're different or separate from, then you're going to run into a lot of problems. And I feel like that's true in life as well. Yeah. Thank you. That's really interesting. It's all, it's all comes down to being a team player and I think pulling your weight, doing your part and doing the best you can in whatever role or capacity you're assigned to. Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. (laughs) So before we get into the good news this week, we wanted to uh, give you some updates on our life. Our last episode was in May. (laughs) So we've had quite a lot of time to think about life I don't know and yet that feels like it was yesterday am I wrong like that feels like it wasn't that long ago time is irrelevant right now yeah (laughs) very true so we just wanted to talk about some things that have gone on in our lives and then do our personal good news Mm -hmm. what's been going well um I'll go first so corona hit in March and then I finished the semester in April um and since then, I have just been looking for work. I was able to stay at my parents' house, which was a huge blessing. Um, I started taking piano lessons again because I needed something to do. And so I got to reconnect with my old piano teacher um, and have many great hours of learning from her and like bettering myself. I read the Lord of the Rings series. And that sums up my summer (laughs) sweet that's very cool and do you have any good news that has happened in the last few months yeah um so i spent most of the summer looking for a job that would help me in my goals of psychology and um eventually getting my phd and um a couple weeks ago i got a job as a receptionist for the psychology program at byu so i'm constantly in contact with multiple psychology professors and the head of the department. Um, And it's really a great job giving me a lot of connections and helping me like get involved in what I want to do later in life. Yay. Yay for networking. (laughs) Yay for jobs. I am so happy to have a job. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Should I go next? Yes, please. So basically, okay. I've I've been at home. I moved home um, 
and have been hanging out with my family and enjoying lots of family time. And I was working um, just a nice little janitor job because I thought that would be very safe and I would be disinfecting things all day. And I thought I was the only one working on that floor. So it all seemed very nice and safe and good. And then I caught COVID. So that was a life plot twist that I didn't see coming. Um, anyway, luckily I'm all better now. I have been cleared by the health department as not contagious and I'm feeling much better. Um, yeah, I don't know. The bad news was I passed it to most of my family and now they blame me and will never let me go outside again. <laughs> um, but that's okay. They're, they're all getting better too. They're on the mend. So I don't know. I would just say the lesson that I've learned from this is that coronavirus is real. You can catch it and just be super careful. You guys like don't take the precautions lightly. Like wear a mask, wear, wash your hands frequently, wear gloves if you need to at the gas station. That's a good tip. That place is to everyone. Yeah. I don't know. And just, just do your best to slow the spread of this thing. Cause it's not very fun. I can tell you from experience, it's not great, but just know that it, it is okay. It's part of life right now and it'll, it'll pass hopefully. And, and we continue anyway, that's my life update. I'm a Corona survivor. <laughs> Glad that you're still with us. Do you have any positive news you wanted to share? Um, I got better. That was about it. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, Oh, another, another small achievement. So I was able to make a photo book with all the photos from my mission that I served in 2018, which was two years ago. I was finally able to compile all of those into a book. And I finished that yesterday. And so that was a long time coming and I'm proud to have it done. And I think it'll be a good, um, I don't know, just a good way to have all my memories in one place. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's about it. Nice. Life is good. Yeah. All right, Avery. Well, I feel like I can't really give an update since, like, maybe none of your listeners know who I am. But you can give. You have a big update. I have a. <laughs> I have a big update. I got married last week. Woo! <laughs> and um, that was really awesome. That's probably my also my good news of the week. Um, man, honestly, if you look for the good things, you, you just find so many. I'm like, I have so much I could share, but also like some things have really, really, really sucked, but you know, it's all, it's all depends on your, what you're looking for. Yeah. But, um, I found out just the other day that my fast, FAFSA, I can't ever say that, um, is going to be really helpful because <laughs> I don't have a job. Anybody mm -hmm. out there listening? hire me. I have lots of skills. Hire me. <laughs> Looking for a job, not, not, um, super successful, which is stressful, but finding out that, um, we are going to be getting help, which is really, really, really great and necessary right now. So, and I'm also going to be start, um, teaching voice lessons this semester. Not okay. exactly sure how I'm going to do that yet. If I'm going to do it virtually or try to do it, um, by social distancing, but I'm going to start teaching, which should be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Honestly, like the best part of getting married was just to see all the support that came in and just, I mean, honestly, like I just so many people, what can I do to help you? Like, what can I do? It was 
crazy, but to just feel all the love and see all the people that came, like we were thinking how many people were going to show up, but a lot of people ended up coming. Um, so yeah, probably talk more about that later, but it was really awesome. Awesome. Thank you. We're happy for you, Avery. We're very excited that that happened and we're just thrilled for you. So yay. <laughs> it's Life is crazy right now and it's so good to see good things happening. I love, we've talked about Mr. Rogers before and I love what he said about when the world's in chaos or when bad things are happening to look for the helpers and look for the people trying to make the world a better place because they're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I really like to, going off of what you said, Avery, you mentioned that like a lot of really bad things are happening and a lot of really good things. And I think that more and more as we get older, I'm just noticing that is life. That is what is going to happen. That's going to be how the world is. And I also like what, I appreciate how you said it's, it's what you focus on. And that's what we try and do with this podcast. We don't negate or deny that bad things are happening in the world, but we try and focus on the good and focus on, you know, remembering that there are good people out there. There are good things happening. Um, I saw a quote recently. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It was me. I'm quoting myself. (laughs) I made this quote up. (laughs) that um in life you see the highest highs and the lowest lows and the highs make you grateful and the lows make you humble that is a quote from me i'm yeah patent pending (laughs) copyrighted (laughs) or maybe someone said that before but it came from my brain and that's just a life lesson that i've learned recently is that like there are really good moments and really bad moments but there's something to learn from each of those so yeah now that i'm i'll stop being philosophical and we can get on to our news stories we got (laughs) yay kelsey we'll get you a calligrapher so that you can like print that on your wall thank you yes i i just want like a little squiggle and then my name after it like yeah or it could just say anonymous and that would be cool too but you guys would all know it was me so (laughs) you heard it here first (laughs) Um, our first piece of good news um, is really cool. It comes from Japan. They have been developing a smart mask. So most, in the U.S. particularly, there's a mask mandate for most businesses, um, schools, like everyone is required to wear a mask. So in Japan, they've been developing a mask that not only amplifies your voice, but it's able to translate into eight different languages. So really cool. They Right now, the prototypes are being used by airports and um, stores, like grocery stores, so that the people can talk to the customers behind the panels, like the fiberglass or plexiglass, whatever it is. Um, And so that because their voice is amplified, the people will be able to hear them. Um, That's the main use right now, but they hope that by the end of this year, they'll be able to release um, the mask to the world 40 to $50 a mask, but it's Bluetooth. It's a smart mask, so it's able to connect to your phone. And then it can translate into Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese, Indonesian, Spanish, French, and English. So it's pretty amazing. I think that is so cool. That is, when Jared told me about this, my first thought was like, that is Star Wars, that is sci-fi, that is the future, but it's happening. And I think that's so awesome. Future has arrived. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just gonna like 
it, it has been really hard on businesses, I think, to even, you know, you're trying to give your order and the person can't really hear and you can't really hear them because you both have masks on or at the airport is a really good application of it as well. But I think that language setting is what really sets that apart is super fantastic and very helpful. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I'm curious to see how it works. So we'll, we'll find out. In yeah. Be on the lookout for smart masks from, it looks like a company called cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool right. stuff. Yep. So with that in mind, we, that is just one good thing that we've seen coming from the pandemic and a lot of other things are new technologies are happening. Hopefully a vaccine's rolling out soon. Um, we've also seen really good examples of people just living their lives to the best of their ability and seeking normalcy and seeking, um, you know, hope and good things, even though the world seems to be falling apart. And one good example of that is that people are continuing to get married and to celebrate their love and I don't know, get mar marriage is great. Marriage, <laughs> marriage is what brings us. I really did quote that, I'm sorry. But yeah, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and with our special guest, Avery, just what it's been like to get married during a pandemic and what lessons you've learned from that and what you've seen. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but you can elaborate more now if you'd like. Yeah. Um, would it be super nerdy right now if I quoted Harry Potter? <laughs> I just quoted Princess Bride, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. These are my people. Um, there's a quote in Harry Potter 7, part one. I'm going to quote the movie. I know, don't stone me. This quote mm -hmm. is not in the book. But Ginny is talking to Harry, and she says, isn't it silly that we're having a wedding, like, in the midst of everything that's going on? And he says, maybe that's the exact reason why we should have a wedding, because of everything that's going on. Oh, that, like, even makes me feel a little emotional, because I really do believe it. And, like, um, oh, man, I'm going to quote Hunger Games, too. They have a wedding underground in District 13, like, they're planning on waging a war in a few days, and they take the time to have a wedding because they need that. They need the energy and they need the happiness and the joy and the hope. And um, I think that is absolutely true for us today. And so when it came down to the question of, hey, what are we going to do? Um, it just wasn't even a question in my mind. I said, like, I need to see people. I need to um, be around them. I need to share what I'm feeling and how joyful I am. And I need to say thank you to all these people who have had a hand in raising me. And, you know, it sounds kind of weird to say your friends raised you, but like influenced you so much and helped you along your life journey to this point and they'll continue to do so. Um, so for me, it wasn't so much a question of if, it was more of a question of how. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend and say like, yeah, it was really easy to figure out. It really wasn't. And there was a lot of stressful times and I just appreciated so much people's help. And I remember my mom said like, you know, even if we weren't dealing with this, there would be something hard about this, about planning a wedding. It's just never going to be easy. So might as well not complain about the specific challenge that we're having, um, which I really appreciated because I really did feel like a burden and that, that it was hard on a lot of people. Um, so just in case you're curious about, like, the actual mechanics, Kelsey didn't come because she was suffering of corona. Sorry, I would have been there. <laughs> there, was there. there. 
we didn't belong <laughs> there. <laughs> Jared was there, which was awesome to have have you there helping us out. Um, so basically, we just had everything. All the food was served by our wonderful workers. Jared was one of them, and everybody was wearing gloves and masks. Um, all the guests were wearing masks, and we had them sign up and reserve time slots so that we didn't have more than 50 people at a time. <clears throat> Which actually, I would suggest to anybody, even if you're not, even if you're not facing a pandemic, because honestly, for me and my husband, like, we didn't have these crazy long lines. We could sit down and eat some pizza and have like actual conversations with people and actually thank them for coming. And just because it was never so packed, it was a longer day, granted, but it felt way more personal. And so I would highly suggest, yeah, signing up for time slots. It was great. So, and then we also had a sanitation crew that um, went through sanitizing um, things. And so far, we have not heard a single person, um, nobody has contacted us saying they had corona because we did say, like, we need people to do that if that happens, but we can tell everybody else. But so far, haven't heard a thing, which is awesome because it's been over three days. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was wonderful. It felt pretty normal, honestly. Like, it felt um, like we were just getting together with friends. There was not a ton of people. Um, I think we had close to 300, so it wasn't huge. But that's honestly exactly how I would have wanted it. So, yeah. Any other questions about that? No, that was no, awesome. really. <laughs> <Pretty> thorough. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've um you've talked about this a little bit with people. <laughs> you've thought it through, and yeah, um, I think that's awesome. We we've noticed like in a few different news articles, they talked about how people in the future might prefer smaller weddings, and how something's might stick you know that like your idea of the time slots that's that's a great idea or you know having a smaller more intimate wedding as opposed to like a giant one with everyone there so my vote for which traditions should stick around is the animal farm wedding where everybody logs on to a server and they show up to a wedding that's completely virtual and then everybody goes home <laughs> You don't but even have to cake, it. right? <laughs> but that's something really interesting just to see how different people have adapted. There's been a lot of stories about Skype weddings. Um, and that's been really successful is just a really small, intimate crowd, like the couple and maybe their families. And then everybody else shows up for the ceremony and then wishes them well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, th I think it's just been super interesting to see that life does go on and we have to find a way to celebrate, you know, whether that's a wedding or another special event. Um, we have to find ways to celebrate. Like, that's just something human in us that we want to celebrate the good things that happen and we want to continue to live our lives the best we can, um, even under the unusual circumstances. So just kind of fascinating things that are happening. I'm sure lots of our listeners have noticed this and seen stories from their own lives or have observed this happening, but this is just our take on it. And we're really grateful, Avery, for you sharing that. And yeah, we're learning a lot together about what really matters, I think, and what, I don't know, at the end of the day, what is important to you. So yay, yay weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks all around. Yep. Well, hi. Yes. All right. 
we wanted to shift over now to a couple more serious topics going on in the world um, and the good that has been the silver lining on these, um, how people have really stepped up to the challenges that they see in the world and try to make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we found one story. So I'm, I'm sure most of you are aware of the explosion that happened recently in Lebanon. Um, it was very tragic. They are unsure exactly what caused it, but basically the explosion was 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate. And that caught fire and detonated, creating a blast, which destroyed buildings for 25 kilometers and could be felt up to 100 miles away. And it killed at least 145 people and injured more than 5,000. So very serious event and very heartbreaking for the people of Lebanon. Um, we did find one story of hope where a 12-year-old girl was found alive under the rubble and her father was searching for her because the rest of their family members were, um, they were found and confirmed dead, but he was still looking for his one little girl, his 12-year-old daughter, and they were able to find her and rescue her and get her to the hospital. And you can imagine how heartbreaking that would be but also how amazing that they are finding a few survivors and doing their best to rescue all the people that they can. So there's hard things happening, but they're able to save at least, at least one person. Yeah, and there's not just that one good story. There are plenty of others about the nanny who was playing with the child out on the porch, but as soon as the explosion hit, she pulled the child in and protected her, um, like held her around her arms so that nothing would happen. Or um, there's the beautiful video of the woman who's in a completely devastated house, but she's playing a Chopin Nocturne on a piano, um, just creating beauty in a place where there was destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're all sending prayers and thoughts to Lebanon and doing what we can to help and spread awareness of that event and hopefully they can recover as a city and as a nation very soon. Yeah. So um, we wanted to touch on that because we felt it was important. And we also wanted to talk a little bit, we're just gonna have a discussion, I think, about all the protests that have been happening lately and just kind of sharing all of our thoughts. We're not politicians. We're not, you know, the most qualified people to talk about this, but we have opinions and we have thoughts and we've seen what's happening on social media and in the news. And so we wanted to talk about protests and social justice. So we're just opening a discussion right now. What do you guys think? <laughs> um, I have loved the idea of people fighting for justice for all mankind, um, particularly the founding fathers mentioned how freedom was meant to be had by all people, all men created equal, and we have inalienable rights, the life of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, and recently, as a people, we've been trying to focus on how these rights should in no way be restricted by age, gender, race, social background, um, how much money you're making. And I've loved seeing um, stories of people who have 
been able to look past themselves and realize that there is social injustice and start acting out against it. Um, yeah, and I think um, there is a lot to be said for um, not just the, the reasons behind it, because I think uh, we tend to focus a lot on that, but the how you're going about it. And I think you see a camps in, in, sorry, people in both camps where you're getting some of the really violent response and some like, I just applaud the peaceful um, way that people have been taking it. And I, like I say, like there are definitely people in both camps and you tend to hear more about those super violent, attacking, destructive people. Um, but honestly, they're the minority. I've been, I, I do read the newspaper like a, like a 50 year old, but um, uh, just there's crowds and crowds and crowds of people just sitting down and just showing their support and showing that they believe in something, but they don't want to cause any more hard feelings. They don't want to cause more destruction and disruption. Um, that's happening everywhere. That's happening in so many places. There's, um, I saw a video of people who were just having a dance party to show their support. I was like, I love that. Like just trying to manifest true love for one another instead of anger, which honestly doesn't solve many problems anyway. Um, but obviously, I mean, people are impassioned and sometimes things happen, but I, I will always take my hats off to the people who are able to manage peaceful, peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost harder to do it peacefully, you know? It's harder when you're feeling so strongly about something to find a peaceful and, I don't know, a polite way to, to make a, I don't know, not make a scene, but make a stand, take a stand. That's the expression I'm looking for. And I think it is really interesting um, that there are protests happening all over the world for different causes. And I know that's happened for a long time, but I think for the first time I'm starting to see it really close to home and in our own nation of the United States. And um, it just makes me see that like, there is a lot of change that we still need to see in the world. And I, re I really respect people that are doing what they can to make that difference. I also have been thinking there's lots of ways to make a difference. I don't think you necessarily need to be out on the streets. I think what happens, what really makes a difference is you starting in the small actions that you can take from your home the way you treat other people, um, the way you think about other people, those are all things that you can control and that you can do from your from your own home. I don't know. That's my take on it, at least. Definitely. Yeah. Something I've been working on um, is in situations where I'm feeling uncomfortable, particularly recently, it's been in relation to race. If something happens and it makes me uncomfortable, it's to stop and ask myself why I'm uncomfortable. Um, and that's one way that I've been trying to change is realize I'm uncomfortable for such and such reason. Sometimes it's because I feel opinions aren't represented well, or I feel like my voice isn't heard, which imagine if I'm feeling this way, how is the other person feeling that their voice hasn't been heard for decades and centuries? Um, so that's like been my goal is to uh, really take down what I'm feeling and understand why I'm feeling that way. And then from there, move forward and say, what can I do? 
to make this a better experience for all parties involved. That's a good goal. <laughs> Hold with yourself. That's what that's your sphere of control, right? Really, yeah. it's just you. Yep. It's very good introspective. I think there's a lot of introspection happening right now where we're all realizing um, things that we could change personally. I think that's a very good thing. I think that's important to kind of take a step back and say, what can I do differently? So, yeah, that's, yeah, thank you guys. We found, you guys might have seen online that there's a llama <laughs> attending the protests. His name is Caesar, the no drama llama. And he's been attending protests in Portland to keep people calm. He's very cute. Check it out. Before the protests, he was a service animal. Oh. So he used um, to help people with anxiety to calm down or to like, um, he would go to old folks' homes just to like have them spend time with him, someone mm -hmm. fluffy. And so by him attending the protest, it's really cool that he's just able to remind people that it's okay. We can be calm and we can still be heard. Um, and we can make change one mm -hmm. person at a time. Yeah. Side note, I almost rented a llama for one of our drive-by showers because I found out that you could rent two llamas for $150 for a full day. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't do it. What, I didn't, what, what I didn't you? do it because I felt bad because I wasn't like throwing my own showers. So I wasn't going to mm -hmm. be like, oh yeah, and I'm taking these llamas. <laughs> I saw it at somebody's drive-by <laughs> wedding. They had two llamas there, and they were dressed up in cute little veils and hats, and I was like, stop. This is perfection. So, nice. But it didn't happen to me, sadly. But yeah, okay. sorry. Llamas are great. Well, well go ahead, Jared. We know who's going to be our next guest speaker on What's Good. Oh, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Avery, if you ever throw somebody a bridal shower, you now have the power and the connections to get the llamas. I guess I'll do it for you, Kelsey, so, you know, get okay. on it. <laughs> I'll be in a long time, but we'll <laughs> I'll be waiting my llamas. <laughs> um, this is another story. I just remembered this. I saw it the other day. There's a dog that was a burn victim, and he has been rehabilitated, and he's being trained as a service dog um, for human burn victims to help them. I'm like, that is very oh. tempting. I think that's, like the best i don't know i just love animals i think they're sweet i think they're amazing i think they're too good for us and <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a really sweet story so all right we have um yeah let's see we've got another story while we're talking about all these big serious issues that have come to the front line of people's minds we want to talk briefly about human trafficking, which has been happening for a very long time and recently has kind of bubbled up, I think, and people are becoming more aware of it. So there's one organization that I wanted to highlight. It is called The Freedom Story, and you can find more about them at thefreedomstory.org. And basically, it's a producer, Rachel Sparks, who learned about se child sexual exploitation in Thailand. And she decided to expose it through the power of film. After interviewing dozens of sex workers, common themes became apparent. Poverty, a lack of education, and a lack of options. 
So she and a couple other people were able to found this organization and they now focus on um, preventing this issue and helping break the cycle of poverty and exploitation. So really interesting website. Um, they have interesting articles and they, they talk about this topic. And I thought that could be a helpful resource for anyone who's trying to get a little more educated about the matter. So check it out. Story, right? Yes, freedomstory.org. There's a lot of resources out there too um, mm -hmm. about this issue, which they're saying is, uh, sorry to spread some bad news, which they're saying is getting right. worse because of um, quarantine, mm -hmm. just because more kids are on the internet. And that's, you know, a really big issue for lots of people. So get your kids off the, off the internet, watch what they're doing, see who they're talking about. All good, all good stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I really like about the mission statement of this um, company, of this organization, um, is its goal is not necessarily to take people out of the slums. It's to help the people get their mindset different and so they don't feel like they need to it's they take their hearts out of the slums and then the people take themselves out hey man let's pack it up <laughs> i feel like i learned so much from you guys you're so you're both so cool that's awesome <laughs> awesome so we're gonna wrap it up it is lunchtime we are hungry and we just want to end by sharing a few last thoughts with you guys um Everyone, everyone, if you haven't seen Hamilton, we recommend it. That's probably the best news that's happened. Hamilton on Disney Plus? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I watched it twice in 24 hours, and it was better both times. <laughs> and then it was stuck in your head for days, I imagine. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Recently, um, a congressman, John Lewis, passed away, and he was a huge advocate for um, social justice and helping people find their right calling and, I don't know, making the world an equal and better place. And he posted, or he wrote a speech about his final wishes on what he wanted for the world. And as I was reading through his words, I was really reminded about George Washington and Hamilton talks about it a little bit. George Washington's final address to the people, kind of his most, the lessons that he learned in office and what he saw was most important for the nation to thrive. So I just wanted to talk a little about their similarities. Um, well, really just one, George Washington um, loved people, but he felt that his job was to remain separate from the biases of the people. And so he didn't interact with people a whole lot, um, but he really loved them and he wanted to see their success. And in his final words, he talked about factions and about people splitting off into their own views and fighting against each other for what they felt was right. And he spoke about that and said, as a country, we need to avoid division. Um, and what I took from that is it's fine that we have our own separate opinions and that we have our own separate political leanings and our own understandings of the world around us. But what we should be focusing on is what unites us. Um, 
what brings us together. And John Lewis said something very similar. Um, he said, when historians pick up their pens to write a story in the 21st century, let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last, and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. Uh, he talked about how we're all one family and it's our goal to be united together. Um, John Lewis talked about being united together and helping one another to grow to the top. Um, we can't, if we're tearing each other down, we'll never grow taller. Uh, so that was the one thing that I saw. So we wanted to finish up our podcast by talking about things that we can do to be better Americans and better humans, to avoid division and to draw closer together as people. Mm-hmm. So what are your guys' thoughts? Um, well, speaking of unity, tying it back to the very beginning of the podcast, Avery was talking about lessons that she's learned in theater. And she said that you all have to be a team player and everyone has to do their part. Um, that's, it's as simple as that, that when we, we, when we wanna be united, everyone has to come together. So. Yeah. And I would also add um, one of my favorite John Green quotes. He just said like randomly while talking, he said like, we need to imagine people complexly. Um, just because we're different doesn't mean somebody is less complicated than you. Think about the things you say and you're like, I wish I had not said that. I don't actually believe that. Or maybe I kind of do, but I'm confused. Like, we're so complex. And those complexities can help benefit everybody else if we use them together, right? Like Kelsey said. And there is a huge danger in imagining somebody has bad intentions all the time. This is a bad person. They their their goal is to see my destruction you know like we cannot imagine people that way they're more complicated than that they said something that hurts your feelings that offended you think about where what their position is what they've been dealing with you just can't know one tenth of it one one hundredth of it and so that's that's what i would say imagine people complexly view them as people not not something else, not something different from you, because really we are so much more similar than we are different. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, we're all part of the human family. We're all in this together. We are working through some very serious and unique challenges in these times, and we haven't really seen resolutions yet. But um, we just wanted to say here from our small platform at What's Good that we're charging forward, we're progressing slowly but surely, and just keep being resilient, keep learning, and keep focusing on the good. And we love all of you out there. We're here for you and anything that we can do. We're very grateful for Avery for joining us today. Yes. And we're going to have more guests on this podcast <laughs> in the future. So it's exciting stuff. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And until next time, keep looking for the good in the world. Woo! Signing out.